isn't it? Hey everyone and welcome to another week of It's a Lot with Abby Chatfield. Um, I want to start off by saying thanks to everyone for their positive feedback on the last solo episode. The first couple that I did, I was really nervous doing them and I just didn't really know where my train of thought was, but I think that I'm getting better at them. So expect more solo episodes in the future. And if you want certain topics to speak about, email me at itslotpod at gmail.com or post in the Facebook group. So today's episode I have on some of my very good friends, Cisha, Georgie, Charlotte, and also Liv talks for a little while as well. Um, now, as you can imagine, having four guests on was a bit of a higgledy-piggledy situation, especially when we just had wines and we got our dinner together for the first time in a while. So I think the episode is really good. I think it's important, the topics that we talk about. I'm really happy with the advice I gave, but it's maybe a little bit less structured than usual because of the nature of having four guests on that don't usually do podcasts. But love them to death. They did really well considering the situation. Um, But yeah, this is more of just like a general chat with my girlfriends and I hope you guys can take something from this. Um, We were talking about before we recorded how lucky we are to have such amazing friends that are so supportive of each other and talk, can talk about all these taboo topics. So hopefully if you aren't as lucky as us to have that, you can get something from this pot episode. Let me know if you want to have them on again. Um, yeah. I mean, without further ado, here will be my friends. Hey guys, so I'm here with three of my best friends. Um, I've got here with me Georgie Nat, who was on Hometowns with me, and she didn't get one line, but it's all right. We accept it. She was just a bit shy and nervous. Um, she also told me after Hometowns that I looked unwell, so that's a good that's a good sign. Um, I have here Cisha Heffer, my friend who I've known since Hospo days, LMAO Send It. She was the um, supervisor when I used to be a waitress. Um, we love her. And there's Charlotte who's currently vaping in the corner, trying to avoid the mic while she vapes. Um, we met at about a year ago. We've become really good friends and sense. These are my best gal pals. And I promised you guys in the podcast group that we would do a friendship episode because I'm ran out of content and also because um, I just feel like it's more fun. The whole point of this podcast basically was to make you guys feel like you had a group of friends that you could talk about like feminist issues with that was smart and interesting but in like a fun way and I feel like my friends and I are very lucky and then we have our friendship group that we get that every time we hang out but some people might be as lucky and you might have like not feminist friends so random but um so (laughs) so um let's start off by introducing ourselves just so people know your voices so Georgie kick it off Okay, the first thing I'd like to say is that I like how I was introduced as like the shyest one of the group. Like I was a personality <laughs> trait. So like thank you for that. I didn't that. say the shyest. I said you didn't you didn't get a you didn't get a line because at hometown. So like that's not a personality trait. It's so, not I love that you person. so much. No, George, I've been friends for like as long as Cisha and I have been like seven I'm shy years. In front of the camera, yes. Yeah, that's because not me, you know? It's on her. It's on her. I mean, totally. Um, but you still didn't talk on hometowns. Although no, the producers did a hometown. I was shaking with nerves. She was so, so scared. But also the producers and so my my top three day I saw 
Matt's producer again and I was like how hot is Georgie because Georgie's like fucked up hot like it's disgusting so we were like no like it's it's just it's disgusting so like the producer was like Abby is Georgia single and I was like no she's a boyfriend of like five million years she's happy I get it and he was like oh she go on the bachelorette next year and I was like I know like Georgie's that ridiculously hot and I and I made Matt admit that you were really hot I was like admit it and he was like am I getting trapped I was like no I just love my friends and if you say she isn't hot you're demented like I was like you're unwell we had a fight on the yacht just so you <laughs> know about yacht. you on the yacht in between I'm glad takes I was a topic of conversation on the yacht you were I was like I saw my best friend I Georgie win. it was so good to see her and I how hot is she yeah, you really? do. You were you were the yacht chat. Um, so there's Charlotte as well, <laughs> who was just dueling, and she's had like four wines. For some reason, she's hella drunk. We tried to record the intro before, and she was just like, "Nah!" in the background. Well, like, babe, it started again. So introduce yourself. Well, we met at our old job, and we CBR worked room. with a whole bunch of great, great people, great men, <laughs> great men. She talked about amazing, amazing people in. In particular, the men. But Charlotte didn't know that I'd actually come second on The Bachelor and I wasn't allowed to tell her. And then I just like, the second time we hung out, I was like, by the way, I came second. P.S. <laughs> P.S. I feel like we're progressing pretty fast, so I'll tell you. Well, we actually, the first the first day we hung out, we, because I liked Charlotte's top, I think it was like Camilla and Mark or Manning Cartel yeah, or something. Yeah, yep. And I complimented her because I was really nervous and I was the new girl in the office. And, and I seem like the coolest person in the office. And she's hella true. cool. So we went to <laughs> we went to gym together that afternoon. I was doing a new eight week challenge, and um, we had the same tattoo and like the same spot. And our mm-hmm. shoes were broken the same spot. Mm-hmm. And we were like, "Are we no, best friends?" It was fake. And then ever since then, we hung out like every lunch, no, every inseparable. afternoon, inseparable best friends. So mm-hmm. we love Charlotte and the mm-hmm. C sharp. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, fuck these girls into the podcast. Um, so, Cisha is Cisha. Well, yeah, um, Abby calls me her oldest friend, but also lied to me when she got onto The Bachelor. She told me she was applying and then just went missing for a couple of months. And I. Yep. Went missing for a couple of months and I had to find out through Georgie, who actually went on Hometowns, that Abby was on The Bachelor. <laughs> because I yelled out to Georgie as I was being pulled away by producers and, and I was like holding, I was like, tell Cisha I'm sorry. <laughs> tell Cisha I'm sorry. Because I directly said to her, Abby, did you get on The Bachelor after she applied and told me she went through the application process and she said, no. <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, You're, they're lost. Like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks later. Packing her bags. Like, anyway, it, sucks. <laughs> it was so, sucks. So anyway, so this this episode is going to be kind of like, I mean, very tangent-y, as you can tell. We've had a few wines because we're hanging out in my house and we'll have 10 people over now, so like send it. Um, but I thought it'd be nice to have my friends on an episode because we can answer some of your questions in a bit of a fun way. When it's a solo ep, I get kind of like tangent-y and unwell. But this is like tangent in like a fun way. So... Also, we're all super average chicks. <laughs> average? Not, no, average is in like, we suck, but we're like awesome at the no, same time. No, we suck. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Char. <laughs> My friends are great and I love them a lot and I'm very lucky to have them. I can't look at them in the eye right now. Yeah. So basically this episode is for, uh, you know... I want everyone to experience my amazing friends. I love them very much. I'm very lucky to have them. And I feel like we give good advice, but it isn't like psychology advice. I mean, Georgie has a degree in psychology. Do you feel like we think that we give good advice? However, like just amongst us, it's good advice? No. Like maybe that happens all Babe, the time. Babe, I have an advice column. Groups. To be honest, we're but very concerned. Advice that we would say. We're very concerned that 
the things we find funny, you guys will be like, they're lame. They're so lame. They're not that funny. None of that is funny. None of that makes sense. It's totally fine. It's totally I mean, fine. I mean, look, people seem to think that I'm funny for some weird reason. So like, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep on keeping on. This is the thing. People are like you're so wacky in your stories, and I'm like, this is just like my friends. Like I'm like, see, she's more unwell than me, but in a good way. <laughs> No, we've literally said we're average, we're unwell, we need help. <laughs> we need help. Please, someone help Stage us. Fright. Guys, my therapist is on leave. So, I first wanted to ask you guys, seeing, you know, we're all friends, and I feel like we talk about very relevant topics. Best friends. Okay, best friends. Um, I want to ask you all what's been a lot this week. Now, full disclosure, we have discussed these previously. <laughs> Obviously, I know what's been going on in my friends' lives this week, but I think they all have some pretty good stories. So, Charlotte, what's been a lot this week in a summarised minute or two? Um, a lot this week is I have recently – well, I was recently seeing a guy for about three months um, and I got friend-zoned. Hectic, and we now no longer really speak. Um, it's only been four days, but it feels like a lifetime when you speak to everyone that person for every day for the past three months. Um, and oh, there's there's much more content to this, but it's driving me back into the arms of a very, very when can I when I say very toxic, I mean. I mean, we, we can't shit. we can't exaggerate the toxicity. Like, we, like yeah. it's impossible. It's it's everyone listen to me when I say it's very bad. Yes, okay. Marriage, uh, yeah, that's all I'll say. Um, Wait, hang on, what? Into the arms of that person, I've just found my lust towards them to be increasingly growing. I've been back looking at their Instagram and their Facebook and yeah. So that's been a lot for me. But you know what? I know I'll see the other side. Hundred percent. G, over to you, my sis. Okay, so mine is very career driven. Mine is about being having been affected um, by COVID. Um, thanks, sweetie, for that. Fucking up my career. That's so fine. Um, <laughs> so having been stood down in an area that got really affected by COVID, and then going back to work and talking to my girls, and all of my girls have been not as affected by me by the whole like coronavirus like economically like financially which is amazing and I'm very proud of that however going back to work and having like this feeling of survivor's guilt I don't know if anyone's had this but going back to work and being like okay so I still have now a job and like walking in being like should I be here do I deserve to be in this role anymore like it was like walking into work and being like I actually don't feel like I'm good enough to be here because people have been stood down that are better than me and like going through this emotion of like not understanding my own worth and it was like a really fucked up time. Obviously, I've been invited back because I'm good enough. I have like the education and the ability to do my job. But like Classic I'm, females doubting themselves, can yeah, I just it's like, say? It's like imposter syndrome, but it's like at a very yeah, micro level. but it's like a horrible global pandemic that's going down as a I plane know. crash that's happening yeah. and you're like, hang on, why did I survive? women doubt ourselves so much, to be honest. I yeah, think but maybe that that's a pandemic it. in itself. Huh? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Anyway, anyway. Um, just also a side note, um, like the whole time I've been stood down from work, like my best friends have been bullying me we've been a little bit mean not bullying. gonna lie because we think we deal with pain with humor so yeah. what's been happening Which I is love that. i love that i love but i'm the only friend of my whole entire friendship group that hasn't had a job through this whole thing right mm-hmm. uh-huh <laughs> so when we hang out when uh-huh. we hang out not a little bit angry what do i it. get 
Okay, not gonna lie. At one point, Georgie, when she first lost her job, bullying abuse. We she did she did say to me as she walked past me, "I'm depressed, dirty, and on the doll." She kept saying how dirty she was, and I was like, no, "Why I do you focus so dirty?" I was shower. Dirty. I was, shower. I was. I was. I, I was. We just thought it was really funny. So then we <laughs> so then we just kept going with it. And then her, she went to her boyfriend one night and he like witnessed us talking to her and he was like, Are they always that mean? And we were like, Yeah, babe, it's a best friend. I was, was like I was like, That's a normal night for me and he was like that and we was like, he was just like, Hey, hey, hey mm. cute. And and we played a very weird game of cards against humanity and I refused to read a card out and everyone was like, See Sha, just read the damn card out and I was like, No, it says where did you think you would be in your career by now? It's a bit mean. Georgie didn't think she'd lose her job, did she? You're in a shit period of your life and if friends pay you out, it actually makes you feel normal and better. Because we're because in like because a weird fucking way. You know why? Because you know if it was really bad, we would Correct. give you we wouldn't give you shit. You'd be like, everything is okay, yeah. it's fine. But we're but like, the shut the up! You guys the fact that you guys were like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I was like, I'm actually gonna win. It's gonna be fun. Well, when it when seizures when we're giving you shit in fire cards against humanity <laughs> being like, where would you be your career right now? Oh Georgie, you can't play this round. <laughs> When you haven't, because you have an amazing career and you're so smart and amazing. If you were like, if you lost your job because you were fired in a normal situation, we wouldn't bring it up because it's COVID. Even though it isn't funny that you've lost it, we, but we deal with this, we deal with this like pain and like, because you will be fine. So it's funny. Um, I love that confidence in me. Thank you so much. No, because we love you and think you're amazing. But it also, I think a lot of people can relate to this and like, oh, I'm fucked (laughs) up. Well, it's been a lot for me. All right. Okay. So I've been feeling like a pretty shitey female, a pretty shitey excuse for a female because, you know, I got to thinking with a friend, we had this discussion and we went, you know what? We're pretty f- feeling pretty shit to call ourselves women, let alone feminists, because you know what? We're not quite big advocates. We don't speak up. We don't like make uh, educational pieces. And we were like, how can we call ourselves feminists if, you know, we're not all abbies over here? Um, quite a big shoes to feel. Phil, not feel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> feel. Um, but um, we're pre- feeling pretty shitty about it. But then, you know what? We kind of get over it because we went, you know what? It's not that we don't feel like we're not feminists. We actually think being feminist is normal and that's just how everyone should be. So it's just kind of the expected. It's almost weird that we um, stumble across people who don't have those same views and who don't feel the same way that we don't feel like we need to be. Well, we definitely do need to be advocates, but we don't feel like... Oh, see, I'm terrible at articulating. No, no, because you feel like it's like a baseline yeah. A, a, a empathy and appreciation like so like me cool. me screaming about it like I would kind of yell about it before I had the platform and I have a platform like I have responsibility yeah. whereas like you guys are just like normal base level humans mm. and when we're talking about this before I I, I did tell C should I say this for her it's a lot I'm going to admit this to everyone here right now but I was like I just think it's important because I get kind of DMs a lot and I think that a lot of us feel a lot of guilt when it comes to being perfect at being advocates for every cause like environmentalism feminism being a vegan um thinking about you know having ethical fashion all these different aspects yes people believe in them but i'm a i'm an advocate for third wave feminism i would say i'm an environmentalist but i i'm not preaching it on my instagram because i kind of focus on one thing that i'm passionate about and like seisha is just like that's base level like 
like normal normalcy so i think it's about like not having guilt in regards to whether or not you are being a, a staunch advocate and writing books and writing articles but it's like if all of us just do like base level shit and like if we're all just doing like a little bit then we're changing perceptions of the world and people around us. Yeah. Like if you're calling out one person in the office, you don't have to write yeah. articles about feminism. Yeah. You can it just takes, be like, hey, you're being sexist, dude. It takes it. one person. Yeah, sorry. they. It, it doesn't take a million people to do exactly the right thing. It takes all of us, all of us, every single human being to do a little bit to make a difference, whether it be climate change, whether it be feminism, whether it be like, whatever else, you know, like I just, I think that's huge to remember. And huge. I did, I did feel much better in confiding to Abby and this is how I'm feeling. It's not necessarily that I'm not going around um, battling for women's rights and whatnot, but Abby was like, you know what? Like, it's not about you, you know, doing what I'm doing. It's about you doing what you're doing in your way. And it doesn't have to be an educational piece or whatnot. Well, like, well, Cece and Charlotte were like, are we bad feminists? And I was like, because <laughs> we aren't like you. And I was like... No, like I'm a psycho. Like I'm like unwell and like it consumes my life. But like we all have the same views and you just, you think these ways and we have these conversations and I think us having conversations in itself is enough. Mm. I think that's a huge thing with modern day feminism. Abby's an advocate for people like Abby. Seisha's an advocate for people like Seisha. And then then everyone else is a bit of a blend. By the way, this is Liv. We haven't introduced her yet, but she is at the start of the podcast and at the end. She didn't talk throughout because I'm not going to tell you why. But she, (laughs) uh, we love Liv. And I'm going to ask Liv now, what's been a lot this week? For me, I'm going to come off the back. I'm going to throw back a little bit to what Georgie was talking about, a little bit about where we are in our life and how we feel in our life. For for Georgie, it's about her career and she's thinking a little bit more about where she is in her career and where she should be. For me, it's my um, personal relationship and I'm a lot this week. I'm moving out with my partner. I've not done that for a very long time and it's uh it's a big move for me so for me it's been a lot trying to think about you know what's going to happen in the future thinking about look I'm signing a 12-month lease are you going to be around in 12 months 12 months is this going to be you know is this still going to be a thing um and if not what am I going to do if so what are we going to do after that so for me it's been a lot trying to think about where I am right now, where I want to be beyond that. And I think having the, I guess, uh, limit on when, when it comes to a lease, moving in with someone, it puts a limit on your relationship. You're either going to be together or you're not by the end of that lease. And it becomes quite difficult because exactly. Yeah. So you don't know whether it's going to still be there after 12 months. It's such a finite thing and you don't know what's going to happen within those 12 months of you signing this legal document. And I think for me, that's been a lot. It's I mean, a bit of a reality, <laughs> a bit of a reality, like check, like, you know, far out. This is, it's a lot. And also 
when you move in with someone, it actually is a lot, you it's guys. A lot. It is a lot. It can do or die a relationship. It's massive. Don't underplay that ever. Yeah. It's amazing and fun and awesome and such a beautiful experience because if it thrives, it absolutely thrives and it's awesome. But yeah, I totally agree, Liv. Like 100%. I was with a guy for five years living with him for, for you know, four and a half and it actually at the end of the day probably broke our relationship but then well who am i to say that it wouldn't have been broken if we didn't live together yeah probably was actually a faster route to figure out what was right for both of you so that was really a lot i honestly i mean i mean fair guys a lot for me this week has been like being able to see you guys again you all right time for some q a's hoes All right, so I've got some Q and A's. Can I just clear up one quick, one quick thing? I just want to clear up when I said average. I meant like we're quite real, you know. We don't. Like, yeah, we're real. We're real. We're, girls. we're, we're real. So mm. moving on swiftly <laughs> from that. Um. Okay. So I post in the podcast group. If you haven't joined yet, please join. We've got eleven thousand members now. It's a really good place to have some conversations about different things. It's so fun and entertaining. Definitely. It's really fun. My friends Definitely would be my friends would be like, "Oh, we saw this thing in the podcast group," and I'm like, "Wow, it's hilarious!" Especially that one post where it was like that girl um, posted her rejection. Um, message to the guy on Tinder or Hinge or whatever it was, and she had an awesome response. And his response was, "Oh fuck you." <laughs> people, people, whoever did that shout out that was funny AF, and I love you. And I screenshotted it, and I've been talking about it with all my other random friends. So the first question we have, I posted in the Facebook group asking you guys what questions you had for my friends because I was drunk and I was like, "I'm thinking my friends on," and then I mean, uh, we'll be good at advice. It's fine. Okay, so the first question is as follows. I've recently had a friendship breakup. Tragic. We've been close friends since high school, but she recently has gotten politically very right wing and wants to argue with me about feminism, Trump, etc. I still care for her and we discussed how our friendship has drifted apart. Problem is, we're in the same friendship group. How do I, one, still keep things civil when I see her, but not end up close again and bite and be back in a toxic friendship. And two, not talk politics when that's all anyone wants to talk about these days. Yeah, I need help. Okay, so I feel like first and foremost, <laughs> I'm a little bit too black and white with this. Talked about before about a girl who's anti-vax, and I was like, nah, I can't. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like if you disagree at a fundamental level, I politics, then like maybe it's not meant to be, and maybe just avoid. I disagree. I just think just be yourself. It's actually cool to have an alternate opinion and something that makes sense and just be yourself, you know. If she loves you and you guys have that fundamental love for each other, then at the end of the day, that'll win. Whereas, you know, if you have different opinions, okay, so be it. And hopefully she can have an intelligent conversation with you to express her opinions rather than, you know, be like overpowering and that sucks. But just be like, cool, I back myself and it's sweet. Like, it's not to ruin a friendship or not have that friend anymore just because you have other, like, an alternate opinion. Just be yourself. 100% back yourself. 100%. That's what I think. I'm going to say I am kind of with Shah there just because, <laughs> hear me out, um, you're not going to meet people that 100% agree with you. And I understand that you're always going to have conflict with other people. But I think if you put... Well, you try and understand where they're coming from because sometimes it may just be a lack of education. But at the end of the day, if you're friends with 
her friends and her friends are your like friends as well, it might be uh, more important to kind of just agree to disagree mm. and just yeah. vocalise yeah. that you agree to disagree and yeah. move forward if you don't want to argue about it. I mean, to be honest, I, I can't. Like, I I think it's fair to cut off friendships. I, I think George is right. Like, I think it's fair either way. If you, if you care about this friendship and you're like, am I a bad person for letting go of this friendship because of no, this, because of not. our indifferences? No, you're not. But am I a bad person for holding on to a friendship with someone that I, that I don't agree with, that I think has problematic views? No. It depends which way you're swaying. I can't tell from a question if you are swaying towards being cutting them off or if you're swaying towards mm. being friends with them still. And can I just say one thing as well, just a bit of advice when you're in that situation, if you do tend, like, you know, if you do still hang out with them, I think as well, try to not make it an argument. If you're sitting at a round table and it starts to go a bit heated, be like, guys, this is, you know, this is funny. Let's, you know, we all have different opinions. Let's respect each other's opinions and just get on with chatting other random shit with your girls. It's, you know, that is totally fine as well. Don't make it an argument because it's easy to get heated, but just try and stay cool, calm, collected. Just be like, ah, back myself. I respect your opinion. All good. But that's only if you have that fundamental love for that person, I think. Also, my advice comes from the back that someone is having a logical argument with you. If how they're making you feel is degraded, making you feel mm. stupid and making you feel yeah, like you hate yourself say. or yeah. riling you up on purpose, yeah. that's not acceptable and yeah. Yeah, cut them off. But if it's just agree to disagree and put our arguments on the table mm. and this is how I feel, this is how you feel. If you can't come to inclusion, yeah. whatever, that's okay. But if they're doing it on purpose, yes, cut them off. And I think when you're talking political, it's really hard because when you talk about someone who's like right wing, they normally will like lean toward trying to rile you up in a way that's like, I don't respect your opinion as much as I respect mine. And that's mm. just like, the, maybe I'm making an assumption there, but that's like the way that they assume that they're right. And it's just like, that's like fundamentally the way that that thought tends to lead so mm-hmm. I feel like if it was me in that situation I'd probably just like remove myself from that friendship there are people that I've like that I've really gotten along with that I've met in life and I've tried to look past them not being feminists or, or being like a bit like slut shamey or body shamey or ra- a little bit racist and I'm like I don't like this view but I love I love your personality. You're very fun and you can talk shit with the girls. But it gets to a point every time, every single time for me where I'm like, I just, I can't be friends with you. Like all my friends, like all you guys and all my friends that I choose to be around all the time have, not they have the same views of me, but we have a similar mindset that comes from empathy and understanding. And Mm. I think as someone on the left wing, that's something the right wing lacks. And I think when it's someone who's saying you're an idiot for being a feminist, Mm. it's fair if you don't want to be hanging around them anymore because it will be toxic. If it's someone being like, like if we have debates about like, like this, for example, Mm. we're all coming from a place of like, how do we save this friendship or how do we be best for the the individual? It isn't about whether or not women deserve to have equal pay. Like it's, it's, it depends what topics you're fighting on. And if they're fighting on feminism and Trump, like, dude, he sexually assaults people. I think, like, what Cisha was saying before about, like, it depends how they're responding to you is, act, like, it's the crux of it, no matter what. Like, if, if you have a difference of opinion, no matter what it is, if, if at the end of the day they're making you feel like you're less of a person because you have a certain opinion, then, like, that is not a friend. Why would you bother being around someone that's making you feel like shit 
because of the way that you feel about something. Like respect that. But then the second part of that question is if you do decide to cut them off, how do you like politely cut someone off that is in your core friendship group? Mm. I think because that's a very hard thing to but do. I you can't just be like. Seish as well, like, and high school friends. Yeah, awesome. Um, but. I don't say our high school friends though. Oh, really? Mm. But I was about to say as well, like. But like, with, if, if, if Seish situation. and I had a fight randomly about like. I don't know what we fucking fight about, but we had a okay. random fight guys, about like me not telling her I'm on The Bachelor. Guys, maybe we should do like a scenario, like a case play. Yeah, hypothetically say, okay, me, Georgie, Abby have difference of opinions. I'm say right wing, blah. You can't imagine it. You are left. But I'm saying, and the rest of the group, we're now in the group situation where you guys all have to deal with us having different opinions. Abby has to deal with me having a different opinion. I don't know how I'm reacting. Maybe I'm being negative. What would you guys do? Because it's not just about the person that's, okay, great, I'm left wing. It's not just about that. It's about the friends as well. They have to yeah, support you both. Yeah, because you're so much tension within the friendship group who yeah. probably don't want to get involved at all. Yeah. And they're like, leave, this, like, leave like us out of it. They're aware of it too. What I mean, do you do? I mean, I, yeah, fair. I don't know. Because all my, all my friends that I have, I'm very close with. I don't have it's like a so big friendship. I don't have like a big friendship group that I'm still friends with from high school. That I'm like, oh, I'm friends with you because I knew in high school. All my friends that I hang out with, I choose to hang out with, and I and I make time to hang out with them. So I can't, I can't put myself in the shoes of like if Georgie and I had differing opinions. I don't think on a base level, I can't comprehend it because all my friends, I, I don't choose. Think we'd hang out anymore. I don't and I think I think that the friendship group with them become like, like it would become like by. We're going to Georgie's. Way, We're going like the two ends to the conversation. People would tend to go to me. Some people could tend to go to Abby, and it would just be like, it doesn't sound like a healthy friendship group. Like, yeah. where do you enjoy hanging out ever? Like, it sounds yeah. like a stressful situation where you're like anxious to go hang out with your friends. Like, fuck that. I just think, I just think when it comes to like friendship, that's like lifelong friendship. You have to have similar core values. You can you can differentiate on certain topics or certain instances. Like, if there's a specific instance in the media, like for example, like Aziz Ansari, right? Do you remember when Ansari was accused of sexually assaulting someone? I mean, there were all these different views on that situation that still could have been from a feminist perspective. But if someone was like, she's fucking lying, I'd be like, I don't want to talk to you. But if someone was like, well, this could have happened, this could have happened, this could have happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't, if someone's completely polar opposite to me, I can't deal with it. But if someone's on the spectrum, then you can. Mm. And like, we all have similar core values. But if one of us randomly one day decided that they believed in QAnon conspiracy theories or thought that COVID wasn't a real <laughs> thing, we, we'd be like, we'd be like, hey, you're I had group and I kicked them out the balcony. And I'd be like, <laughs> like, like, so, so if, so if, if one of you was like, you know what, Trump's a really good businessman, I'd be like, that's a really interesting thought you've had. No, but I think, um, I think, like, I think that if you're around people that are, at, I think, if you're around people that are at like the same kind of educated level as you, if you have like the awareness to be like, okay, I could be wrong. And your friends are like, hey, what you just said is like potentially like a wrong thing. You'd be like, okay, well, like absolutely tell me why I'm wrong. Yeah, and I'd love opinion. to, he- I'd love to sure. hear about why I'm wrong. But if they're not doing that, then like cut them out. And cut, cut that off. bitch out. Yeah. And that's cut what I'm out. saying with the whole, you have to kind of, see where they are coming from to begin with because if they're coming from something like oh my mum and dad told me this is the view that I should have and not actually ever questioned it and then you putting it forth that you're like actually have you questioned these and they're like hang on I've not thought about that then that's pretty understandable but if they're just shoving it down your throat 
I like, really think like that not- it's pretty circumstantial. Like, how close are you guys? What's your mm. fundamental core for each other and love for each other? Do you have other chats that are awesome and, in, mm. like, you know, invigorating and intelligent? Is it just one thing that you disagree on? Um, you know, like, it just comes down to so many factors because I don't think cutting off friendship, you know, is – it's so hard and it's probably better to – if you love them so much to find a way forward and even talk openly about it. Just be like, hey, guys, I feel so, like, completely no. disagree. Oh, my I gosh, agree. really? I, I would okay. cut off friends in a because, – because you know what? Because my all my friends are friends that I've chosen after high school. Mm. All of my – I mean, I, I love the girls from high school, but I, I talk to them once a month, whatever. Yeah, I love them, same, but we're not, same. like, besties. If I saw them out, I'd love to talk to them. But, like, all my friends – are you guys who I've chosen after high school because I choose you Similar because of my beliefs? Life. Yeah. So if someone then suddenly changed their mind and became a Trump I supporter. Think, I think in this question, though, like the, the key thing here is, wait, did she say that they changed their mind or that they were always that way and they've just expressed it recently? Because I feel like they're very different situations. So they yeah, aren't, I don't okay. think they've spoken about politics because she's, she's gotten very political. Because obviously right now, right. as well, we have to understand yeah, right now. it brings up a lot of topics. Right yeah. now, we are in a very politicised uh, time and everyone is very polarised. I mean, I am like staunchly left wing. And like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't date anyone that was right wing. I wouldn't be friends with anyone who's right wing because I just can't be bothered to talk about I can't be bothered to like try to explain oh, yeah. certain things. But I think she's – I think maybe she's expressed her views recently. I don't find invigorating conversations that aren't about politics or social stuff. Also, Imagine our conversations guys, that weren't about anything social political. Yeah. Abby, I feel like as well, like, our opinions right now are all going to be completely biased because we're all left-wing. We all have this opinion where because we're left-wing, it's because we're educated and we see the truth. However, right-wings obviously feel the same way. So, like, we can't probably give – good enough advice on the situation because we don't yeah, can't think the right wing people who have the differing views to us are more acquaintances yeah. that we just have to put up with for five minutes and then so, so in summary we don't know to your so question. sorry <laughs> to your question i feel like okay if we could go through like in scenarios what i would do if i had a friend like this i would assess the situation how the friends around her are acting that would be a huge huge piece of the puzzle i'd be like okay so are they liking me more about it or are they being like bitchy about it is it is it polarizing the situation and then if she's being a bully essentially then i would remo- remove myself from the situation and just like find other friends yeah I mean as well like I was saying all my friends are from after high school so I get a lot of dms as well and emails from people who say I don't have very many friends or all my high school friends I don't get along with and I'm like that's okay because like I have like probably like seven or eight good friends that I talk to regularly and three of them are right here right now and I'm like I met you all after high school from work. Yeah. Actually, all from work. All from, like, random, like, events that I just got along with you. And don't be afraid to make new friends, yeah. you know, because they will come. They will absolutely come. Don't think that you're going to isolate yourself yeah. and that you're never going to have friends again and whatnot. You will. You yeah. absolutely will. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. Don't forget then, that. It might take a little that while. That was my first yes. caption after The Bachelor. <laughs> your vibe attracts your tribe. Be okay, nice to everyone. Especially online now, Paul Shimoji. Like, if you're being afraid of leaving those people because they're toxic, mm. because you think they're going to be only your friends for life, like, that is so not true. Like, yeah. you're so young. You have so many years to find. Mm. So the then tribe. maybe Mitch. we say, look at how you're feeling on the inside. If you're feeling like you can't be your true self, 
then yep, absolutely. you probably move forward. You know, oh, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Too many wines. <laughs> it was actually so good. I'm so sorry. And you know, if so, I I think basically, I think basically, I think first and foremost, you need to analyze whether or not you're leaning. You need to figure out which way you're leaning. If you're if you're feeling bad for breaking off the friendship, don't feel bad. If you're feeling like you're like, I want the friendship, but this one thing, I feel guilty as a feminist for not being for being friends with her. If she isn't a feminist. Be a fucking friend. I think you know what you actually want to do here. Yeah. And I think it's important to listen to like your emotions and what you want in that friendship, not just in like w- – because sometimes I get away when I'm like, as a feminist, I shouldn't be – da-da-da-da. But it's like if you love her and if she's like one of your best friends, yeah. it's like there are girls that yeah. I've been friends with that, again, like I said, their friendship ended. But I'm like, you know what? They don't believe the same thing as me. But we just won't talk about that. Mm-hmm. And like it's fine. But if it's impacting your other friendships, I think it's time to like yeah. analyze if you want to part of that group. Yeah. And can I also say as well, you know, even if you do decide to, you know, stay friends with these girls – um, it doesn't actually mean that for life you guys will be friends. Mm. It's not a marriage. Mm. You will more than likely eventually drift apart just because of life. Just because, you okay. know. No, like ma- 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 maybe oh, it's, 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 you know, that's harsh reality of things, you know, and like you might get married and or, you know, you not, might not get married or whatever you decide to do. But okay. life is so <laughs> – no, life is like so long, you know. You could stay friends with these girls and then eventually whilst you're friends with them, you could find another really cool group that you think you connect with on a better level. And so, you know, don't be afraid of what decision you make. You don't even have to make a decision. Just be you. Express your opinion. Don't get aggressive about it. Try not to make like, you know, like try to give them – you know, the, um, you know, like try to say, oh, guys, let's not get aggressive about it. Let's just have wines and have fun. And just remember that life is so long. Just, you know, you know, you'll make more friends. Absolutely. All right. So next question. I'm just going to send a Snapchat. All right. So <laughs> we're all um, waiting for her to read the next question. She's um, just messaging exes. It's fine. Rude. I can look over her shoulder. I can see who she's messaging. <laughs> yes, we all message exes. We're all weak. We get it. No, I don't. Get it. All right, this one's a bit of a long one, but I thought this was really good because, well, in particular from Georgie, because so this one's about, just a trigger warning, this one is about abortion. But I thought it was really good while George is here because she was a really big support during my abortion. She drove me there. We went and had 63 afterwards. It was really nice. Different, unusual. Yeah. Remember I named it Lola? That was so random. Anyway, so this one I thought was really good because you had the perspective as the friend Mm. during that time. So, all right. So it's a pretty long email, but I'll try and get through it pretty quickly. Should we also just say that Georgie actually has a degree in psychology and she's the most amazing person at advice ever so if you want to listen to anyone out of this listen to g because she is <laughs> here here phenomenal i all right so hey all right pump up georgie anymore we love georgie she's <laughs> the hottest she's the smartest though. she's the best right. it's really upsetting for all of us but it's fine <laughs> all right so um but we stand okay So I'm having a best friend breakup at the moment. We were the closest of friends since high school and have still kept in touch as adults, me moving cities twice, etc. But I had an unplanned pregnancy and she was my go-to girl. She offered to help me through the procedure. We even went shopping for pregnancy pads and adult diapers to prepare for it. And we had a laugh as well. She was a great support. 
After that had happened, she really shocked me by saying to me more than once, you were so dumb for getting pregnant. That was so dumb. I wasn't surprised when you said you were pregnant. She was joking around and didn't realize what she said was wrong and still doesn't. I felt this horrible shame and guilt and this need to explain myself to her so that she would change her beliefs. Then I realized that I don't need to explain myself to anyone and that I'm deserving of support and respect instead of judgment. I sent her a message explaining that her words really offended me and that she should be more careful about what she says to others. She has helped other mutual friends through abortions and may still. I explained that a lot of women don't seek help feeling they will be judged in that way. She took this as a personal attack on her character and I can only see it as an expression of her own insecurities. We had a discussion about it afterwards, but it was very brief. Anyway, she ignored me, ghosted me and organized an annual girls trip without me and only spoke to me five months later when I told her we needed to talk for closure. I don't mind things coming to an end, but this issue just irks me in all the bad ways. What should I do? I feel this huge sense of injustice, the end of our 13 year friendship all, all the while being misunderstood. I don't know if I should just let it go and accept that she doesn't want to understand. I want to call her to explain, but because I don't think enough was said, but she might not have the capacity to understand that you can't just say those things to someone who has an unwanted pregnancy and termination, regardless of whether or not they're true. How can we educate other women on this or are some people a lost cause? Georgie. Well, cause Georgie, so Georgie and my other best friend, I've like six best friends move on. Um, uh, they, Georgie and Maggie, they took me to the abortion clinic mm. and they like picked me up after because you have to get someone to pick you up after. We had like mm. breakfast after and it was so good and supportive and it was like I never questioned whether or not you I guys left like me. You need to think about like, okay, so why would someone judge someone about getting pregnant? And the only reason why I can think about that is because like someone saying – why would you be so stupid enough to get pregnant is like the most like ignorant comment ever. Like it's is never it because of her own fears and thinking, well, I won't get pregnant because you were dumb enough to get pregnant. And she's, she's scared. Do you know how people say like, I actually can't put myself in those shoes. I'm sorry. Like I know I've, I know I've been like, I've been like, I, I actually, no, but like, I'm, but, but the, the reason why I can't put myself in those shoes is because it sounds like maybe potentially is the dynamic between these two friends in a way where, the only thing I can think of is, is this has this friend been jealous of you in other assets of life and you have potentially gotten pregnant and it's been a it's been a thing where you've kind of like had the attention, not in a negative way, but like she's been like, Okay, so I've been jealous about you about X, Y, and Z and now this has happened. So how could you have done this? It's so annoying for me. Like it's annoying for her. Georgie, I kinda disagree just a little bit. See she go. Can I ask though, do you, do you think that it is worth ending a 13-year friendship? Never. No way. No fucking way. But on, but on either side, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. See, when you're saying you don't know where she's coming from, all I can think of is it sounds like she's uh, putting herself as the, a responsible person and the other friend is the yes. one who's irresponsible and it sounds almost like an angry parent being like, oh, you're an idiot, you're I stupid, how could you get pregnant? But a little bit it's your friend. in that whole situation. Mm. I think that it's easy to be like, oh, how can you accidentally get pregnant, babe? Like, yeah, it's almost know, blah, like blah, blah, a... How could you not realise that he oh, came at you and then did the morning duh. after pill? Blah, blah, blah. Isn't Absolutely. it your cycle time? Yeah. And I think it's just, un, mm. it's just a little bit of uneducation and 
like maybe just say to her, yeah, call her, explain. If she doesn't take your point of view and, you know, what mm. you have to say, um, you know, she doesn't take that on board and it respects your opinion, then I think that that says a lot about the friendship. Um, but I think it's worth a call to explain and see, hey, I was really offended by this, definitely really offended by this. I think Cisha actually like ultimately hit the nail on the head in that – it sounds like vibes. it sounds like potentially you've had a dynamic of friendship where you've been friends for 13 years and someone's taken like the mothership role and that's been your friend and you have gotten to a situation where you've gotten pregnant and they the way that they express their um like they're scared for you and they're angry about She's it hurt for you yeah, yeah and the way that they express that as a parent does is anger and they like mm. flip their shit because they're like how could you be stupid enough like a mother does like a mother does yeah. when you're doing something stupid they're not, but they're just scared for they're you. not like, thinking about how you're feeling they're almost thinking just selfishly about how yes. they're feeling and they're angry for you and they're not mm. really thinking about how that might be making you feel and how what they're saying might not actually be helping you because in that moment they think that 13 years of friendship how could she think that I, mm. I'm i not supporting her, I'm not loving her, I'm not there with her. I feel like we don't have enough context, yeah. though. Well, yeah. so we don't have enough context of the friendship. The in dynamic isn't to, there. In regards to G and and Cisha saying that it's like a motherly thing. So when I had my suicide attempt, um, bridge incident, as we call it, lovingly, because we deal with the trauma with humour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like us crying in the background. I was like, crying. Crying. And we're like, it's so funny, we love you. <laughs> but I had my best friend who eventually we had that breakup she got really mad at me like she got mad at me and at the time I thought as her being like an insensitive bitch basically I was like fuck you I'm going through this how the fuck would you but then I like thought about it and I was like mm, you just love me so much that you're mad and she was because I was always like the kooky one yeah. and she was like taking the motherly role and like I yeah. love like she was so like protective of me always about like my ex-boyfriend that I love and she was always very like this person's shit for you. Mm. What are you doing? Mm. And then when I was suicidal. Sounds pretty freaking familiar, to be honest. All of us to you? <laughs> Absolutely. No one knows any context but time. What Charles saying? No, no one is. Charles, like, Charles sounds so familiar. <laughs> Charlotte, so true, right? All the listeners out there. So, but I understand. I think I agree. See, to be, to be honest, to be TVQH, at the start of this conversation, I was like, fuck that friend because abortion, me being the one being like, if you had done that to me, Georgie, if you like today was like, huh, when you got pregnant, you fucking idiot. I'd be like, you can get the fuck out of my beautiful two no, okay, apartment. But actually, but- <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the role play thing is a thing because if I said that to you, would you think that I was being a bitch or would you think that I was caring for you more? No. Cause I'd be, cause I'd be sad and annoyed. I'd be like, I can't believe you did that, but I'd be so upset. No, I no, I would be hurt. I wouldn't be angry. I would be like, I'd be like ashamed if you all mag said to me. I'd be like, I'm upset that you guys think less of me, and that would hurt me, and therefore make me angry. Absolutely, I agree. I think the context of whatever this girl's situation and life situation has been has led her up to mm. behaving this way. Because when like when certain things come out of certain people's control, they react with anger and with frustration. And so maybe she's been in a life situation where like like doing stuff like that has really ruined people she's seen in her life's lives, like parents, siblings, whatever. So when she sees like a best friend do it to themselves, she's like fucking angry about it. Also, I like wonder yeah. if she thinks you know, 13 years of friendship, that's enough to fall back that she has the right to say those things and assume that someone's going to, like, not be hurt by it. Do you know what I mean? And then I also think... What? Where was I going with that <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I think I know... We got, I, I feel like if, if if you guys now, if I did something, if I if I 
did something that you guys thought was dumb, you would think you could tell me yeah. because we have been friends for such, such a long time. And then I'd almost be annoyed at you that you're annoyed at me because I'd be like, oh, we've been I'm friends for ages. How dare saying. you think I don't have the right to say yeah. that to you and yeah. I don't love you when I say that, you know? Yeah. Like, I'd be annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I think in summary, I honestly think, give her a call, tell her it hurt you, be honest, open, communication, see how it goes. Just see I agree with Charlotte goes. in saying, I think that is something I've learned in the past even just year is not getting... Because the reason why you get angry at people or friends or boyfriends or whatever is because you're hurt, right? And the way you need to approach it isn't being like, you I'm, you said this and this made me angry or I was offended by this. You need to go, I was hurt when you said to me that I – I was hurt when you said to me that I was dumb for getting pregnant because it made me feel as though you – were ashamed of me as a like it needs to be a very very deep ex which is which seems silly because it seems like you guys are communicating in different ways right now it isn't that you guys aren't meant to be friends it's just a communication gap and then needs to be like i feel this way i feel ashamed when you tell me because i have internal guilt about my abortion which i understand and when you say those things even though you think you're doing it in a way that maybe you're letting out your steam for being there for me during this abortion i feel hurt because i'm ashamed of my abortion deep down because of societal pressures like there's always different ways you need to explain yeah. and it's but sometimes you're just like you were mean and it's like well why does that affect you because yeah. i was hurt yeah, yeah. communication 100%. communication is cool yeah. i always say this podcast i love how we're summarizing <laughs> both quite. questions with your vibe attracts your tribe and communication <laughs> is key like cool how many show. times have you guys heard cool. those bloody cool. sayings Honestly. um and also correct me if i'm wrong did you did she say she reached out via text explaining how she was feeling okay so she said that her words I sent her a message explaining that her words really offended me and she should be more careful about what she says. Okay, yes, she should be, but... Call her. Do not text. Call. No, 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 no. But, no, but what I was going to say is, uh, yes, you, you have offended me by what you have said and you have done this instead of being like, I feel hurt when mm, you... Well, I feel hurt because you have said this and my internalised shame has mm. led to me feeling shit. No, I think it was really like a wrong mm. situation, to be quite honest, yeah, as someone who's had an abortion. I was going to say the message thing to me is important for the particular reason that it almost comes off to me. If I got a text, I can't read someone's tone of voice. I can't read their emotion behind it. I almost feel like I'm being attacked if you're coming at me and saying, hey, you did this, you did this, you did this. And I'm like, whoa, she's pissed at me. Does she not see? This is me just completely assuming that this friend, by the way, actually had her best intentions were there. Mm, um, but yeah. if I got that text, it's I... Uh, completely misinterpret messages all the damn time. Also, I read them um, with an angry tone. She does. <clears throat> yes, she I does. do. I'm like, oh, God, they're really mad at me. And someone's oh. just said, hey. My, my friend Je Jess Brody from the show, the other day, didn't reply to me for a day. And I was like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I was like, are we friends still? And she was like, yes, I'm just, I'm just sad. Um, and I was like, Georgie okay, so I sent her flowers. Georgie tonight, text me. And I was like, I love you. I can't wait for a snuggle, blah, blah, blah. And she just, and I was like, we're having tacos. All she replied was yum. And I replied to her saying, love me. And she was like, oh my gosh, lol, I do love you. I'm sorry. Keen for snugs too. I was just like, ah. So what we're trying to say is pick up the phone, give her a call. Or just see her. Like if yeah. you can just ask to have like a meeting, I feel like the, yeah, if it, like the, the, the face-to-face -face interaction exudes so much more love, so much more love 
the face-to-face interaction than if you are like texting, calling, you can be like, I just literally want to be here for you. And yeah, anyway. Also going to play devil's avocado over here and say. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny every time. Hit us. Um, so I'm going to play devil's avocado over here, a.k.a. devil's advocate. Um, who are we to assume someone's going to have the exact same reaction that we might mm-hmm. to a certain situation, especially one that is so heightened with emotion and isn't your everyday situation? Yeah, yeah so fair. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the, the crux of it is you need to talk to her in person because I feel like 13 years of friendship, I think we agree, is worth kind of like fighting for. But also as someone who's had an abortion, as, as a friend who has been with someone who's had an abortion mm. – Everyone has different perspectives on it and you aren't – it is a bit of a a privilege to assume that everyone's going to react like you. And while you yeah, may be educated in a absolutely. certain way, she may not be and she may have different perspectives. So I think it's definitely worth a call. I think it's actually more so now that COVID restrictions are lifted is to have a coffee date or like yeah. see her in person because I feel like on the phone you can be like, and like roll your eyes. But in person you're like, I just want to give you a cuddle. Like my friends that I haven't seen in ages, I'm like – yeah. Absolutely. And honestly, just be so open and communicative with her. Just be so open. You have nothing to lose, babe. Just go for it. It's Your opinions are so valid. And yeah, it's such a difficult situation. I feel for you. But, you know, send in more questions. Like, send in more, like, you know, let us know how you go. I think. Definitely. Agree. Like, Post in the podcast group yeah. of sorts or email us. Get some vibes around that. We were here for you. 100%. Agree. All right, so the next question and the final question we're going to do is one that, I mean, I think is a pretty good one. Hi, Abby. Love you and the pod. Love you too. So I've had some really tough breakups and dating in the past from cheating, being there, lying, being there, drugs, being there, ghosting, and just it's a lot. And like my entire life is a lot, so I feel you. But I'm trying so hard to put it behind me. Listen to this, guys. Ready for how old she is? I'm 22. We're so proud of you for seeing this at 22. And at a place now where I'm so happy with myself, I'm getting an apartment by myself, a great job. Amazing. Amazing. I look look after my body and most importantly, my mental health. Yums. I don't need a boyfriend, but I really seriously want one. I get it. My last boyfriend was in 2018 and told me he was dating me because he was bored and would never fall in love with me, which I think I've dealt with. But sometimes I think maybe I haven't. I panic when I talk to guys because I'm so scared of being hurt, but I want them to like me. It's just such a colossal mess and I ignore men and seem like the biggest asshole. Oh, baby, me. I also get super bored easily with everyone I talk to, so I think there must be something wrong on my part now. I guess I'm just asking how to become more approachable and how do I relax when guys talk to me because I have no idea how I can handle it when bars and clubs open again after quarantine. Thanks, ladies. And then two kiss faces we stand. So, obviously, I mean, wow. Like, wow of sorts. Mm-hmm. I have been so through, relatable. I've been through, obviously, all this, all these things. I think we've all have been through, like, a weird relationship that involves at least one of these things, cheating, lying, drugs, ghosting, um, or just, like, a manipulating freak. Um I mean, I totally agree. I, I'm in, like, a similar spot where I'm, like, I have a really – like I'm like very happy with like my apartment, my life, my job, and like I'm very happy with my mental health. Not really anymore because my therapist on leave, but whatever. Um, things like going well, right? But then you feel like you just don't really like guys, but you want a boyfriend. Like I'm in this weird spot where I'm like, I don't really like men, but I want a boyfriend. But that's because of like that's on trauma. 
that's not like emotional trauma. That isn't on like that isn't on like oh men suck. And to be honest, my advice as always is go to a therapist. I've definitely been there. Can totally relate. Um, and I'm going to get on a bit of a spiritual level here because I've been through so many of these scenarios where, yeah, you know, nice guys, which I've read so much about nice guys, are they really nice or are they just pretending that they're nice because that's what gets them what they want, you know? And also then you don't go for the nice guys, you go for the the not so nice guys or the ones that you have kind of, you know, insecurities about you know, nice guys liking you and I, yeah, insecurities about actually you want to attract the ones that are hard to get because you actually want to feel special and actually this could be digressing. Ooh, you want this to, is some mind-blowing shit. Yeah, but I think that a lot of people couldn't relate because you want to be that special person in, you know, those guys' lives who are, you know, really instinctually like actually un achievable and it's such a hard thing to swallow how do Dude, we get over that? the one how the one man that i am like dying to have sex with right now yes is the most unattainable yes. person yes but like the reason why i want him to sleep with me is because i'm like you hate everything yes. and, and if you like me yes it's an ultimate validation. It is an ultimate validation. I feel like we're digressing a little bit from yours. But it's still a good your point. question. I feel like it's a great point and I feel like it's a whole other topic that we could talk about for like two hours. But in terms of your actual question, I think, again, on that spiritual level is, and what I've realized so much lately is that you actually go through so many relationships and um, body evolving, you know, not body evolving, like, you know, human and personality evolving things in that age. I'm similar age to you. And I think that it it's just teaching you what you want in life. Uh, and if you're being cold to guys, babe, don't worry about it. You're not cold. You're a beautiful individual amazing, awesome human being. It sounds like you've really got your fucking life together. To be honest, if you don't, all good. None of us do. If you feel like, you know, you you kind of do, there's aspects of your life that you've got together, better than most of us going, honestly. I think take it in your stride. Enjoy that moment. Time goes so, so fast. You will meet someone. You absolutely will meet someone. And the lessons that you've learned by being by yourself and independent and successful in, you know, your own self-worth is so much more valuable than having a boyfriend and searching for someone that you potentially don't, you know, potentially don't like just because, you know, just because you want a boyfriend and just relish in the fact that you're alone and you're capable and you're individual and you're amazing. It's be best friends with yourself. Learn that first and I feel like you might have already learned that, hence why you think that you're cold towards males, to yeah. be honest. And I'm going to randomly yeah. butt in here just with if anyone saw that post of a girl who put up on Abby's group there, what would you give yourself advice, ladies who are over the age of 30? What mm. advice would you give to women if you could look back on yourself and, you know, like I'm obviously not quoting it correctly over here, but if almost every single comment I read there was so many women being like, don't worry about relationships stop worrying about relationships have so much more fun travel do the things you want to fucking do like that's that they were like oh, I wish I just stopped focusing yep. so hard so many of them were like I got in a relationship way too early I didn't know who I was I don't know what I was doing and I'm a 
I wasn't the person that I really truly wanted to be back then, those kinds of things. And it really made me feel, me as a single Pringle, made me go, you know what? Like, that's so true. I don't want to buckle down just yet and I want to be happy. Yeah, one of my best friends is 32 and she's married, she has a baby and we still absolutely love to send it. You know, we get mad. We love to send it. We absolutely love it. But in in, in reality, she actually can't relax. She can't can't send it. In the the moment. It can't be fully sent. Yeah, she can't. She literally had a go at me because I was, she was like, you're so slow. And I was like, babe, I've actually never had to be fast. Like my life is so relaxed. Like Mm. I don't need to be in a rush, but she does. She has a baby. She's got time limits. She's got a husband. She's got this. She's got that. Which is great. And, uh, Amazing. That's great Amazing. for her. But I think a lot of us as young women, we think even though patriarchal structures are kind of being dismantled, we think that our life goal and is to be, get married, have kids. Mm. And when you're younger, you think like, yeah. okay, I need to be married at 27 and have yeah. kids yes. by 30. Yes. And it's not yes. the same anymore. Like It's like the societal milestones. You're like, okay, yes. 30 women. is marriage and kids. Yes. Um, but absolutely fucking not if you want that absolutely go for it if you're fucking 18 having a kid go for it babe if you're happy amazing but don't feel guilty because you aren't doing that and also if you think as well you know you're in yourself you're happy within yourself and you're like okay i'm ready for a boyfriend i've got i don't need love but i've got love to give give that to yourself (gasps) give that to your friends change your perspective switch it up a bit babe and like how you're feeling is so normal it is so normal okay that's the most important thing to note is like the way that you're feeling is so absolutely normal everyone is feeling that way yeah and it's not a mindset of what do i need to be doing like to doing or saying for other men when I do get the opportunity to meet them out. No, be yourself. Do what you're doing. It doesn't need to yes. be like, yes. who are, like, what am I yes. saying? Everything. What do I need yes. to do? Like, no, focus on yep. you, do you, yep. and you're going to meet someone if they don't vibe you, move on. Yeah. That yes. goes on. And that's not your vibe. That's not who you're meant to be with. It's not your person. You, you know what? You think the next boyfriend you get, you're going to marry? Most likely not. Harsh reality. Harsh reality. Sorry. But also you shouldn't go through life and go out to – clubs when they were open rest in peace um and pubs but think thinking like oh like i think something a huge thing that i would tell teenage girls and also younger women that are younger than us is like don't dress or don't act for other for men like i posted in the group the other day being like i saw a photo of all the guys in year 12 but i thought were hot and i was like oh my gosh no i spent days worrying about them i literally had a guy that i was seeing and i dress you know i i love beautiful clothes like i'm a massive fashion advocate I just love it I spend way too much money RIP and he was like why do you wear like such long skirts and and I was like because I want to that's what makes me feel good Mm -hmm. like and do you think that I would ever change my style just because he mentioned that I wear long skirts you think I'd go out and be like "Mm, I need 20 new mini skirts no I don't I want someone who looks at me and says Fuck that chick has awesome style. Like, regardless, of regardless. regardless of her job, her age, her ethnicity, anything. Regardless of her job, her age, her ethnicity, etc. The woman as she is is fucking hot. And back yourself. That's all I can say. Literally every question I've said, back yourself because it's so true. Women instincts are phenomenal, amazing. It's just out. It's outrageously confusing and like bloody spiritual and hard to you know accept and you always question yourself but 
don't. But at, 20, at 22, like, I feel like I also heard her saying, like, guys she's not ready to settle in that like, age bracket. But it sounds like her not life gonna is. Not going to lie. Yeah, but NGL vibes. But it sounds like her life is, like, so put together. And, like, obviously, like I was saying, like, my life right now, I'm like, cool, everything's, like, cool. And I'm like, but I would, like, like a, like a normal boyfriend. Can't relate to anyone who's a normal boyfriend. But, like, I'm still, like, but I, I honestly, I'd rather be alone than be with someone and feel like I'm changing myself for someone that I'm dating. Like, I'd rather Can not- I please just suggest you listen to Vera, uh, Vera Blue's song, Settle? It's pretty Dude, fucking Vera Blue's album, Perennial. And fucking unreal. first week. So nice. Settle, Vera Blue. Give you some inspo. And as a 22-year-old, you said that you already had your own place. You'd settled down. You got a great job, That whatnot. Do you feel like you need to meet someone just as a, your normal average life checklist? Like get the boyfriend, get married, have like the home. She potentially doesn't want to be lonely. Like she just wants to give love because that she's obviously got the capacity to do so. I wonder what star sign she is. I reckon she's, yeah. Pisces or was cancer. thrown around or Cancer. Um, I, I, I just think, I just think honestly, it sounds like from what you've said, you're doing really well. You're really sending it of sorts. Um, yep, I just on. think just carry on as yourself and someone will come to you. And honestly, if a guy, if men, wherever you are, if you're in a small town, I know where you're living, but let's say you're in Brisbane, which is like pretty small, like everyone knows mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. If someone doesn't want to be with you because they think you're too like put together or too confident it's actually or actually their insecurities yeah reflect, it's they're reflecting their insecurities onto you it's it's so and also babe at this age you know i'm not i'm not your age but i'm close <laughs> yeah good luck because i'm struggling and we're all struggling i mean i know. just feel like any any men who are gonna be insecure about you being put together are not really worth the time like i often think that like i have like i talk to some people who also been on reality tv and i'm like i need to date someone who's like so above me because i'm like men that are not men get intimidated so easily unless they're like very unless they're very smart or they're very secure like there are so many there are so few men who are secure themselves to be okay with their also can i just say as well if you meet someone who's cool don't don't close you know Open your heart, open your mind, and just be vulnerable. It's actually totally okay. Respect yourself enough to be vulnerable because when you're not vulnerable, you actually hold down emotions, and that's what actually ultimately fucks you up. So be vulnerable, be open, be there, and if they don't reciprocate that, then just be like, okay, cool. Well, I gave it all I got, and I've learned what I want more. I've learnt myself and like you'll find someone else and the story will go on until eventually you'll find someone who is awesome and don't get down on yourself dude never get down on yourself it's so important i express that and i'm gonna rudely interrupt to let you know that beyonce had the best out no i want to hear what georgie has to say because she's been awfully quiet since this question came out as the only lady here in a boyfriend um come on speak up George has nothing, You've to, nothing say, to say, which is surprising. <laughs> the, only reason, the only reason I don't have anything to say at this point in time is because I feel like I've been in a relationship for the last four years. So in saying my experiences, I can't empathetically relate. So yeah, but like, like how, like how do you no feel hearing that? Informative. Do you know what I mean? Hearing a 22-year-old saying that they, you know, 
that they're feeling the way that they're feeling and you comfortably in a relationship. I know you can't empathise or relate because it's been quite a while, but like being in a comfortable relationship and looking at someone and being like, are they missing out on that much? Like, are you like, no, chill? Yeah, I think like definitely if... When you're at that age, or at any fucking age, to be honest, when you're experiencing a time when you're with a boy slash you want to be with a boy slash you're not with a boy, whatever it may be, like or I feel girl, like or whatever you or choose girl, to be with, or, or yeah, exactly, exactly, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I feel like when you are in a place in your personality and state where you are so happy with yourself and who you are, like you attract like the most amazing people. And I think that's what attracted me to the guy that I'm with now is that I'm like, okay, so I'm this person um, and that's weird, but it's like an add on. Oh, I almost shot oh, one. It's like an add on. It's like, <laughs> do you have seen a Beyonce interview with Oprah and she was like, have your own life before you become someone's wife? Love you, Beyonce. So, I mean, I think we really like really get some insightful views today. We're pretty drunk. We've had a lot of wine. Um, I just look to be honest. The whole should we have some like final statements, comments, questions? Yeah, I mean, I would just love to hear. Come back down to really typical cliche sayings. I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte, definitely back yourself. Um, (laughs) Yes. No, no, Charlotte, definitely like communicate. Call don't text. You know what I would actually like. You know what I would actually love to know is we've also got another friend here live right now who'd be good at this. So she's going to answer as well. She's coming halfway through recording. Suck shit, bitch, you're on the spot. So she. So I think I want to hear from all of you what your advice to your like sixteen to eighteen year old self would be. Oh, that's such a good fucking question. Because we always talk about I I mean we always talk about it in like a roundabout way. And I feel like my I can start off if you'd like my piece of advice that I would give is that like you have time to figure this shit out. Like if you don't know what you're doing with your life, like career wise or boyfriend wise or like I don't know, if you haven't come yet or something really random. Like you have time. You're like you're like you're in your late teens, early twenties. Like a lot of my listeners are between ages of like seventeen and I think like mid twenties. Mm. So I just feel like my biggest advice is you have time. Mm. Who's next? I agree. I feel like my advice to myself would be like embrace the fucking confusion. Like there is there is no reason that confusion should be scary. Like that is the way that you fucking grow. Like how else do you, as like a teenager slash like twenty year old whatever experience life and grow without being like confused about something and then you like get scared about something and then grow like okay don't guess it's scary but if it's gonna happen then like that's how you become a human mistakes being mistakes you get shit. to 40 imagine like not having like weird experiences and being 40 and being like i was like 20 and i didn't have anything weird or dramatic happen to me yeah or like can't relate <laughs> <laughs> me on the bachelor can't relate <laughs> weird. um who's next tisha um, well, I'm a bit of a toss up in between, um, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Cause I feel like those are the periods that I've learned the most, but also don't ever, ever, ever. And if you do, I will drag you from your home by your hair and have a <laughs> chat to you. Don't ever put down doing something for yourself just because you don't think it's the right time for someone else or a partner that you're with or a friend that you're with. It does not matter. If you want to travel, go travel. If you want to go do something at uni, go do something at uni. If you want to change jobs, there is no perfect time for anything. People think there's a perfect time to buy a house, to have a kid, to do this, that, whatever it is. It isn't. Yeah, it isn't. It's not a thing. Sorry. 
Liv, a gorgeous Liv, who came here halfway through. Haven't heard from her yet, but we stand. Hello. Um, so I think my biggest thing, and it's, I guess it's a milestone, which is something I've been thinking about lately, not to put so much stock in your age. Um, I'm 29. I'll be 30 next year. And I was in a relationship for eight years, years with someone I thought I would be with for the rest of my life. And then I met someone who was five years younger than me. And now I'm in a position where I think I will probably be with him for the rest of my life. But at the same time, and I, I'm so happy and I'm so in love. But at the same time, I don't want to put so much stock into the fact that, yes, you know, I w- I'm 29 now. He is what 23 it, and it, it shouldn't come down to either of those things the person I was previously with was 30 he's 30 almost 31 now um I think not putting so much stock so much so much pressure on myself to be in a situation where everyone else should be in their life I'm you know 29 I should have kids I should be married I should be this that yeah. or the other but where I am right now is happy and I think that's more important than anything else, whether it's age or who I'm with or where I am. I'm 29 and I'm happy. And that means more to me than anything else. And I think that's, for me, the biggest thing, not to put too much or so much stock into age, where you should be in that age, regardless of what age you are. Just be happy, whatever age you are. And I think that should matter more than anything else. Yeah. Also, just side note, I don't know if anyone um, realises that our whole friendship group here is such different ages. Oh, um, yeah, explain. Like- don't know, don't know if everyone, everyone knows that. Um, so we're all, like, completely different ages, but we're all in, like, the same, like, emotional stage in our life. But we don't ever, <laughs> ever, like, judge the fact that, like, okay, so you need to be here. So, like, for me, I felt like maybe, like, five years ago, in five years' time, I should have been married with a child because I have friends that are married with a child yeah. but like now I'm like fuck that Someone I'm else's I feel like it's necessarily mean you're happy yeah I feel, like, I feel like I feel like someone else's happiness doesn't necessarily mean it's your happiness exactly I feel like you get to a point where it's about your feeling about life and how you feel like satisfied in life and how you feel satisfied about the people that you pick to be in your life and like that's it. It's not about like, okay, great, so like I have a good career because I feel like for a lot of women it's like about career but like that's not the point. Mm. It's like, okay, I'm feeling happy about like who I'm with, who I spend my time with like and that's, that's yeah, who I am and like that's like that's my value in life is what I'm going to give my friends what I'm going to give my boyfriend or my, my fucking like best friends or whatever it is yeah mum family like whatever it is like that's it like it doesn't matter you don't and have to be anywhere at an age we all have these invisible invisible checklist items at certain ages that define whether or not you're successful or where you're supposed to be and it's like this age um have a long-term relationship this age have kids this age have a house you should be married all these other things if you don't meet those yeah if you don't meet those things Mm. suddenly you're not successful guess what maybe the economy does not let you buy a house (laughs) at that age (laughs) surprise (laughs) doesn't mean you're like any worse off than anyone else doesn't mean you're a worse human being or you haven't worked just as hard yeah Yeah, it's i'm sorry it's just how it is as it is now yeah yeah Yeah. sorry shit yeah i think for me my biggest advice to myself and something that i struggled with for a very long time is let it go forgive yourself for what you to perceive as mistakes you know and i can look back on my you know teenage years and think fuck (laughs) that, that was a mistake this was a mistake that was a mistake and i can really dwell on that if i was to try 
But I think that, you know, and as well, it's, it's surrounding myself with amazing people who I can relate with and who have similar experiences. But I think for me, such a big thing is let it go. Forgive yourself. These mistakes make who you are. And and exact, when I say mistakes, I mean as what you too perceive mistakes. Everyone has their things that they think is regrettable or I can't believe I did that. I'm so ashamed of myself. I'm this, I'm that. And it's so hard because you're so judgmental in yourself. But I think let it go. And then another thing as well is, you know, I think I also think um, it's okay to be different. It's cool to be different. Mm. Enjoy your own style. Enjoy enjoy all that you have to give that might not relate or be as other people are. I'm, I hope that makes sense. Mm. But, you know, I, I really struggle with that. You know, I, I would I would put it down to clothes because I mentioned before, like I absolutely love, you know, fashion and beautiful clothing items. And that's just me, you know. That's how I express myself and and – I think that I really struggled with that for ages. I had to dress, you know, as other people would dress and, you know, act a certain way. But lately I've been finding that if I like a pair of glittery gold bloody sneakers, I can fucking like those because I am me and I am different and I will rock that. So it's okay to be different. It's okay to have different opinions. It's totally okay. Being different is fucking cool. Mm, so I agree. Those two things, let it go, and different is cool. Totally agree. Um, okay, that's basically it for today, guys. That was certainly a lot. I mean, I hope you enjoyed that episode. It was kind of random. Usually I have one guest, but I just feel like my friends as a whole deserve to come on here. And um, yeah, I mean, they're plug. I mean, at Georgie Knight, I really know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what are your? I'm like, what are your pluggables? Like, usually I'm like, what are your pluggables? I'm not really on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> My friends aren't really Instagram queens, but like we stand. See, she's really good at TikTok, so we love see she's TikTok. She taught me how to do TikTok. If you guys like my TikTok, see she taught me how to do TikTok. I love her. Anyway, so um, see you next week. Mm-hmm.